Hello, Paul. Wow, I haven't heard that sound in ages. I must confess that I don't really care too much for ironing. I I don't think it's a bad thing. I just have never cared too much for it. And plus, whenever I would iron my husband's shirt, he always wrinkled it by the end of the day. So it was like, what's the point? Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked the sound of the steam when it rises up through the iron. I thought it was, it was a pretty cool sound. Um, that's like the only soothing thing I love about ironing. For me though, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it's a trend though. I notice a lot of people don't iron hardly. Um, um, but when I have ironed, it's, wow, it's been years. It's been years. Wow. So, hope you're having fun over there. Take care. My curiosity about the skill of ironing, that artisan craft, continues. I'm trying to find out if anybody, particularly men, I have to admit, around the world, are still keeping alive the skill of being able to iron, particularly shirts. I do realize that other things can be ironed and I have heard of people who iron sheets. But I find that once you've ironed one sheet, well, they're more or less all the same because it's just a repetition of the same strokes. On the other hand, there's a considerable variety of strokes required to iron a shirt and many shirts have many different colors although the day of reversible colors has unfortunately gone um, cuffs the same it's a long time since my cuffs were changed turned inside out and ironed on again That call from Melissa Rowe really perked me up because at least it means that there is another person on anchor who has some experience of ironing and may once upon a time have iron shirts. Well, has iron shirts a long time ago. So I want to pay special thanks to Melissa Rowe for her contribution and my research on the current state of ironing continues. So any of you who are minded to contribute to the research, I'd be grateful if you would press the big red button. Thank you very much. Paul, my dear friend, why do I love this topic so much? I do iron. Now, for the most part, I spend a lot of time working from home, obviously teaching from home, and so I do dress up, obviously, on Wednesdays for Mediascope, so I iron then, but I do like to iron. My father was the ironer extraordinaire, if there is such a thing. His clothes would be so sharp. And, you know, my mother irons too, but no, he was the one that ironed with water and it would be sharp. I mean, you could cut fruit 
with his pants. It was ironed so sharply. So I kind of get that from him, the, uh, the affinity for ironing. But don't get me wrong. If I don't have to iron, I will not. But if it's something that requires ironing, be for damn sure it will be sharp. Oh, I'd like to thank the wonderful Tashi, who knows all about ironing and has learned ironing from her father. I imagine that many military men, and I don't know about Tashi's father at all, but many men who were in the military learned not only to polish their boots, making sure they were spick and span, but also learned to iron. After all, you can't go on parade without really sharp creases. Now, while we're on the topic of, if you like, going on parade with really sharp creases. I'd like to suggest that ironing is good for your mental health. It's ever so easy to have a period of time in your life when you are mindfully doing something. Nothing is more suitable for mindfulness, for being in a state of mindful attention than ironing. You can focus on the activity, the movement of the iron over the cloth, the sound of the steam rising from the iron. The look of creases disappearing. It's a perfect activity for those of us who have emotional or mental health fragility and for whom mindfulness is a very important support. Thank you, Tashi. Thank you very much, Melissa. I think we're getting somewhere on the question of ironing, or at least we're starting to plumb the depths of ironing. There's a lot more to it than there might appear, even though I think there were people once who used to hold ironing competitions in which speed was of the essence. How many shirts could you iron in five minutes? I'm sure some of you here know who dominated the World Ireland Championship for about 25 years. I'm sure you remember the Ironing Hall of Fame because people have been ironing oh, 
for an awfully long time and for example some of you may know somebody who used to iron in the day when the iron piece of metal would be heated up in a fire and then applied to the cloth. Oh yes, it takes me right back to days when people didn't regard clothes as things you wore and threw away. In the days when people looked after their clothing so that they wouldn't have to buy any new clothes in the next couple of years. Those were the days, my friend, I thought they'd never end. There we are. All the best. Bye for now. Um, yes, Paul, I iron my shorts, but only if I'm not wearing some kind of a jumper. You know, in the winter time, I might wear a about a meeting or something like that, I might wear a, a kind of a, a, a light knit uh, jumpery thing, v-neck or whatever, over the short. If I am, I'll iron the collar of the short, and that's it. <laughs> What's the point in ironing the rest of it? So, um, but generally, I iron my shorts, yes, if I'm wearing a short. And I have a small patch on the floor in my bedroom where I iron my short. I don't take out an iron board because it's just too much hassle. I can get a very quick, very efficient job done on the floor uh, where the iron is plugged in. Um, I have only ever ironed my own shorts. No one has ever ironed my shorts for me. Um, unlike most men, I believe. Most men are pretty helpless when it comes to using household appliances and things of this nature, I feel. Now, this whole subject of ironing has been lifted to another level by the arrival of Larry who's got a lot to say about ironing and I must say that I'm glued to this because the longer you listen to Larry you realize that here is a man who has thought seriously about ironing and hasn't just thought about it he has done it and he's got some very good tricks there's some excellent stuff coming ahead, so be sure you listen to the next two pieces of audio from Larry. And this is, remember, this is coming from Ireland now, not coming from the United States or anywhere else. This is from Ireland, and this is an Irishman speaking confidently about ironing. So a little more on ironing. Um, there, it, there is an art and and a and a certain uh, skill to it, because if you iron the crease, not the creases, but the the stitching areas, the stitching points of the short uh, too hard, you can make them shiny. So it sometimes pays to turn the short inside out and iron it, uh, or else get a white pillowcase and iron over it put the pillowcase down over the short and iron uh, over the pillowcase, you know what I mean? 
And when you're ironing the collar, it's particularly important so you don't get shiny bits on it. Now, with white shorts, it doesn't matter. But with black shorts or dark blue shorts or grey shorts and stuff like that, it does matter. Uh, and you can get away with a few creases when you're wearing a checky short. But uh, with a solid colour short, you won't. Um, yes. Uh, now, how about that? <laughs> so something else on ironing. I'm getting carried away now. But you kicked it off. Um, I rarely iron anything else. However, if the clothes are not removed from the washing machine immediately after the cycle is finished, especially jeans, they sit in there and savage creases will develop in the material even after you hang it out and it's dried and stuff. And you've got to shake it when you take it out of the washing machine and that helps get rid of the creases. And I don't generally iron jeans, but uh, if they're left in the washing machine, I've got to iron them because there's loads of creases in them. But it's very difficult to get it out of denim. So you've got to steam them. But don't turn on the steamer on the iron at all. Uh, nice and hot. And uh, be careful not to leave it in when young children are walking around. Because I one time did this. And my young child burnt his leg. And I never, uh, when he was about two, <laughs> and I never heard the end of it. Still hearing, not hearing the end of it. And he's 11. Now, if you can iron your shirts while all about you crumple theirs, well, that's the beginning of a great poem by Rudyard Kipling. I think it goes, if you can hold your head while all about you are losing theirs, or something like that. But we now, thank goodness, have a very experienced woman who seems to have done very little ironing in her life admitting and celebrating the skill of her husband this is very good now you'll hear her mention a man called Avi now I'm not sure who irons Avi's shirts but I have a strong feeling that Avi does not go around in crumpled shirts. Anyway, listen to Barbara KB on the topic of ironing. As I'm sure you appreciate, there's plenty of room in this research on ironing for others to chip in. Some people have even gone so far as to say in a text comment that they don't even own an iron. Now that's Georgie D from Perth in Australia doesn't even own an iron. Just imagine what people in Perth in Australia are missing out on. This ancient art, craft, and for which you really do need to serve an apprenticeship to get good at it. it, it I can see that some of the younger people are not, haven't yet cottoned on to the advantages that earning can give them. Anyway, I really just want to thank all those of you who have contributed 
either by calling in, by listening, by commenting, by applauding. There's lots more to be explored in the ironing area. Ironing is far from dead on Anchor. I'm not letting up on the topic of Anchor. And it was Barbara Kaby, who is a very important person in this research about Anchor. Uh, to you, Barbara, I say that it was not at all deliberate to delay um, sharing your uh, call in to me about this topic. And uh, after I woke up, maybe it was because I had to rush last night, but the main thing is we're getting going today on the topic of ironing. And I have a couple of uh, call-ins in a couple of people's views on it. So I'd like to encourage anyone who hasn't yet contributed on the question of ironing to uh, do contribute. The whole uh, backstory is about, you know, began with a man ironing shirts who is uh, keen to find out uh, about your experience of ironing throughout your life. Paul, the man on anchor who can speak go about speaking about Kipling from one broadcast to ironing on his own broadcast. Paul, you are a master of word and duty. My husband, the dear man, <laughs> the dear man that he is, irons his own stuff. He loves it. He actually really enjoys it. A lot of his shirts get sent out to the cleaner, so someone else does it, but there are occasions when he does the ironing, and I'm too sloppy for it. I'm not good enough for him. So, just so you know that. I'm loving this segment completely, Paul, <laughs> that you and Avi can talk about Kipling poetry, and now on your station you're talking about ironing. You are the destination of a real man. Oh, Paul, it looks like you didn't play my my call in. You you had a very nice answer to it. A nice quippy response. It was lovely. But you didn't play the actual call in from me. Hmm, might have to rectify that somehow. Perhaps with the fact that I've just called in and pointed out to you. Oh my goodness. I got to get off anchor. I've been on a little too much this week. Can't you tell? Yikes. Now we have Mandolin Minute chipping in on the topic of ironing and bringing an especially interesting story about ironing from his experience. Oh, this will be hard to forget. Thank you, Mandolin. Hi, Paul. You were asking about ironing. I get a lot of satisfaction out of taking a shirt out of the dryer that's ruined. I can't wear this. And then with a few sweeps of the iron, it's as good as new. I have a story to a friend of mine. His f father, he used to say that his, his father was kind of strange and would iron his underwear. And after nearly 10 years of marriage, I understand that man. 
if he wasn't appearing to be doing something productive, his wife was going to find something for him to do. So may as well be ironing. Nowadays, most Irish pubs will take plastic when you want to pay for your, your drink. I'm going into the High Bee, uh, the High Bee Bar in Cork, in the centre of the city. This is a famous pub. Now, I went in here a few minutes ago, found out they didn't take plastic, and I had to leave the pub and go around the corner to Ulster Bank and get cash. So, I'm going in here. This is the sound of the high B. It's a tiny place. No smoking, including electronic cigarettes. Electronic cigarettes are banned. No mobiles, it says. Please talk to each other.